More money does not translate into more or better education at college or university level any more than elsewhere in the American education system. And more money for higher education will never mean more teaching, much less better teaching, as long as that money just goes into reducing teaching loads and financing more research. These are wise words by Thomas Sowell in his book, Inside American Education. And this week, we're diving into the education system. This is fundamentally what my passion is here at the Modern Academy. I want to reform the world's education system because there's a lot of corruption in it. There's a lot of bloated um, institutions that you know pay these higher-ups that really don't do much. And, and at a lot of these universities, we're beginning to see these onsets of uh, you know the public kind of peeking into their, their corrupt ways. And there's a lot of great books on this. Thomas Sowell was one of the early people to really dive into the American education system and expose it for what you know it has done. And obviously, to preface this whole thing, the majority of teachers are good. But the thing is, is it's an institutional issue. You know, the individual teachers are doing great jobs. The at least the majority are. Obviously, there's some that are doing a horrible job. You know, there's there's abuse that goes on. There's there's terrible things that go on. <clears throat> but those typically are fringe cases. The issues are institutional in general. And today we're going to be talking a lot about colleges, why the price are so high, and um, affective education. So a whole new social phenomenon known as affective education has spread across the entire country. Seeking to reshape the moral values, personal habits, and social mindsets of American children. Affective education is not to be confused with effective education. Indeed, it is one of the many agendas which distract schools from effective education. Emotionalizing of education not only takes away from intellectual development, it also casts teachers in the role of amateur psychologists. Though they were unqualified to gauge the consequences of their manipulations of the children's emotions. Beyond that, it is the very antithesis of education. So let me take a pause. Understanding affective education and Effective education. The reason I went effective and affective is just to emphasize um, those two differences. So it's a affective versus effective, and affective basically it's it's not the point of education. It's basically taking a side route that is attaching emotion to education, where really education should be logical. It should be methodical and rational. Where. A lot of teachers have this affective education, and he noticed this even in early as the 80s and the 90s, and it's, it's, it's just gotten way more rampant today. You know, the curve is truly exponential with this affective education. And he says something interesting, which is, you know, beyond that, it is the very antithesis of education because they are unqualified to gauge the consequences of the manipulations of the children's emotions. And this is very interesting. You know, a lot of teachers obviously have, this is their job, but they, they don't realize, I think, the again, the majority of them, especially elementary and teachers that have a deep impact on people's lives as far as, uh, you know, when their brain is developing, they realize that they hold a lot of responsibility, but everyone slips up. Every, you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. And what happens is they go in these negative feedback loops and, you know, they'll get frustrated with one kid and that affects the whole classroom and it falls into dysfunction. And, and because we attach so much emotion with education nowadays, because, you know, we have to be always socially correct. We talk about uh, microaggressions. I remember the college that I attended talked about microaggressions. And it's like, are we really that soft today that we are talking about microaggressions?
We live in the best time ever in history. We are the safest. We are the most advanced. And we are truly like it's the most abundant world possible. And, you know, back when the education started, which is less than, I would say, 200 years ago, you know, you can go all the way back to ancient Greece. We talked about this uh, at the beginning of the week on Monday. And we talked about basically the uh, the kind of corruption in the education system is along with the history in the uh, Greek civilization where, you know, they had uh, these schools. It was in Athens and uh, Sparta. So Athens was a bit more of the intellectual and Sparta was a bit more of the like martial arts physical. And um, and essentially how they started in uh, Athens um, was these philosophers. So like Plato, Aristotle, Socrates basically started these kind of informal schools. So essentially they would just teach what they had learned really outside and um, people would just gather and they, and they would have their teachings and they would teach from a logical perspective. That's the whole point of education. It's, it's not to attach emotion to it. And, and we do this where that should really be the parent's choice. That should not be the school, especially not at public schools. And it, it, he, Thomas Sowell lays this out really well when he says that it's the antithesis of education. And if you don't understand what that means, the, the, if you look up natural law, it's essentially thesis, antithesis, synthesis. So, for example, thesis, Republican. Antithesis, Democrat. Synthesis, centrist. Now, thesis, water. <laughs> um, antithesis, uh, fire. Synthesis, nothing. Put out fire. Um, let's see. Thesis, you, your skin, not no sunscreen. Antithesis, sun. Synthesis, sunburn. So these are the essentially. It's it's basically binary poles. So your synthesis is like in this in this case, your thesis would be education. The antithesis would be this affective education, and the synthesis is improper dysfunctional education. And you know, he says the purpose of education is to give the students the intellectual tools to analyze whether verbally or numerically and to reach conclusions based on logical evidence. Very interesting. So let me let me read that again. The purpose of education is to give the student the intellectual tools to analyze whether verbally or numerically and reach conclusions based on logical evidence. And a lot of this what happens in schools is we've we've moved away from this, especially nowadays. You know, with technology, with all these different distractions of being again like slow, socially correct, it's like we've overcorrected this. You know, we've we've gone too far to the fringe, too far to this antithesis, and and it's you know it's it's beyond the point of uh, return at this point. It needs to be reformed, and that's really you know what what I talk about here at the Modern Academy, and that's truly my at this point in my life, my life's mission is I would like to reform the world's education. I don't think all of it is corrupt, but I think a great majority, especially in colleges and high school, you know, high school teaches you nothing about practical skills, you know, how to save, how to buy a house, credit, all these different things, building a business, these different things that are very practical today. No, no, no. What, what do they do? They have you memorize different names of states or they have you memorize different countries where today all those things are available online. So they, they basically have you memorize all these different things and they have, you know, study with flashcards, all these different things. But today with technology, 
Why are we doing the exact same things that we did before technology? Shouldn't, shouldn't we tailor things based on these new innovations? It's, it's really just archaic when you think about it. And as he says, you know, the purpose is, is to supply them with the tools to, to analyze, whether verbal, verbally or numerically. It, he's not saying memorize random facts. No, no, no. Supply people with the tools. So, so let me ask you something. And I want you to think about this. Do you feel like you are well-equipped with tools to verbally or numerically and re- to analyze and reach conclusions based on logic and evidence? Did they teach you Occam's razor? Did they teach you the power of inversion? Did they teach you inductive, deductive, and logical thinking? Take a second and think about that. How well-equipped were you when you left the education system? Sadly, for a lot of people, very unequipped. And these are things that really should be taught institutionally. These should be these should be fundamentals that we build on, and that's that's why I record podcasts on these things daily. You know, we just uh, last week we did power thinking, which is uh, the basic sub thinking, which is logical, deductive, and inductive thinking. We've talked a lot about logical tools, as well as uh, let's see, what what book did we recently? Oh, Freakonomics talks a lot about. Uh, the power of incentives. And, you know, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger say each year we think we understand incentives, but each year we realize we don't even know the, we haven't even began to understand incentives. So understanding fundamental things that will basically frameworks that you can carry with in anything versus just, just tactics, just tool, just tactics and tricks like memorizing vocab words or memorizing states names. How does that practically apply in it? Any form of life. If you want to start a business, if you want to, you know, create a new product, create a new service, bring something to the marketplace. How do any of the, how does memorizing states' names help you? You can literally just search online those things. And although memorization is an important thing, it's more important to teach fundamentally how to memorize. You know, did they teach in your school, you know, for example, uh, uh, mental mapping, mental frameworks? Um, what's the name of it? Uh, I can't remember the exact mental mapping is what I use, where it's essentially you like, and then there's also like a castle mapping where it's like different rooms. You basically form this castle in your mind and different rooms have different facts, things like this, basically tools and frameworks that you can use in anything versus just telling you to do it and then not telling you why it's important. It's, it's very backwards. So let me leave you with this. So beyond that, it is the very antithesis of education. The purpose of education is to give the student the intellectual tools to analyze whether verbally or numerically and to reach conclusions based on logic and evidence. The attempts of schools and colleges to encompass far more than they can handle are important part of the reason why they are handling education so poorly. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be continuing on with this amazing book by Thomas Sowell for the rest of this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe, and until next time.